Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have a return expert today, and she's returning to us because she has such simple, clear, smart advice for, and it's not just for women, it's for really anybody, but I happen to love this topic. So we're welcoming back. Michael Ann is an expert and really a coaching practice. She has lots of things. Of course, we'll put all that information up when we broadcast this podcast. Cindy does all of that. But it's transforming your relationship to money. And I don't think that you can get any stronger words than that. And then today, the podcast topic, totally Michael Ann's idea, and I read what she sent to me and I thought, this is what everyone should be thinking about money. It's called beautify your money. So hello, Michael Ann, and welcome back. Oh, hello from Seattle. I am so happy to be back. This is such a fun topic today. It's, you know what, Michael, this is, I have to tell you, and this is, and then I want to talk because I have many questions for you. I'm a firm believer in the mindset. Do you know what I mean? It's your mindset, meaning if you, and it can be as simple as if you wake up in the morning in a really bad mood and it could be you didn't sleep well. Somebody interrupted you during the night. There was a the alarm went off. I mean, things happen. It's you don't make this stuff up. I'm just saying. So in the morning you awake and you're in a bad mood. Mm hmm. I used to always say, and I kept it near my desk for many years, your attitude is your own. That's all I used to say to myself. So in the morning, if I wake up crabby or tired, I always say to myself, you know, Denise, you got about 30 minutes to get over this. You know, and then we have to move on with our day. And I try to change my mindset. Well, see, everything we're talking about today in beautifying your money that what you're saying it's a new mindset it really is it really is about a different way of thinking about this that is so much more fun and healthy, and healthy. And lovely and who doesn't love beauty okay so here's my first question to you why is beauty left out of our financial lives Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's just start with the big one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> this goes all the way back to Descartes. No, I, I won't go back that far, but you know, when, when you look at like the, um, the split, if you will, between, you know, mind and matter or between spirit and our body, or, I mean, there's so many splits that we have. And even though people love to say they're holistic yes, and we love to be integrated, authentic people, the truth is there are some things that we don't integrate and invite into the whole thing. And so money gets left out into the, oh, that's in the dark. That's of the material world. Oh, that's not spiritual. That's sort of, we may even go so far as to say dirty. That's, um, oh, yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And we, of course, want to live beautiful lives and spiritual lives and empowered lives were all very psychologically aware but poor money gets left out of this because we just want to kick it to the curb and go yeah yeah that's of that kind of ugly outer material world so that's right. one of the reasons why it totally gets left out people used to always say to me in my business especially cookbook writers okay which are notoriously underpaid i might i might add i believe it it yeah. would all say to me Oh, well, I'm not writing this for the money. 
And I'd say to them, isn't that funny? I am writing this for the money. (laughs) I'm building my platform. I'm hoping to get another book deal. I'm hoping to give out good information. I'm hoping that I have a positive purpose to put out in the world. But the other side of the coin is I want to make some money. And you know when, Michael Ann, that it really came down to me, the same agent, same publishers, when I spoke to two other authors, I got twice as much advance as they did. And this was, you know, so several years afterwards, when I said that, we'd all had two glasses of wine, and I said that their mouths flew open and they said, how did you get my money? And I said, I asked for it. I asked for it. Well, yeah. And like you said, I mean, you are, are such a strong believer and teacher in mindset. And so many of us have this mindset that says, Somehow it's not okay to charge people for helping them. Yes. That money shouldn't be involved in any type of, you know, helping profession or spiritual profession or, you know, anything, or apparently in helping people with cooking. Yes. Right? You know, yes. You know, that there's this sense sometimes that money taints our work. And that if we bring money into it, somehow it will bring our work down. And it's not conscious, Denise. I mean, I know people don't walk around saying that. Although sometimes they do, you hear it. Yes. The things that come out of people's mouths, like, you know, that cookbook um, writer was saying to you. So, I mean, part of like beautifying your money is a way of honoring money and bringing it into the fold along with all the other beautiful parts of your life. Now, and that's my next question. By beautifying each of us, our money, it brings us more abundance. Is that it what? does. It yeah, does? it does. And the question is, well, how, what, what, how, how does that happen? I mean, cause people think some people fall into noble poverty, this I belief know. that, you know, that somehow people with money are bad or, or I'm bad if I want yes. money or think about money or whatever. Here we are, we're, we're going to weigh the other end and we're saying, wait, wait, if you honor money, if you put it in its right place, it is not everything, but it is a divine and sacred tool in your life, right? right. If, you, if you beautify it, then it will come to you. I mean, why would money want to come to someone who ignores it, shuts it in the corner, thinks that it's this ugly, icky, dirty thing? Why would money stick around? Money might show up occasionally, but if you don't honor it by, you know, let's just say ignoring it or worse, it's not staying. It is not going to stick around if you don't create a pretty place for it. That is such a, because, you know, people will write things like, oh, I'm creating abundance or I'm creating, but I'm a firm believer in that. It's just like mindset. And the next step I think is you have to put it out to the universe. It's like, if you want a relationship, you have to work at finding that right relationship. If you want, I have friends that'll say, oh, I never met the right person. I'll say, I don't think you wanted that. Do you know what I mean? There were a lot of people came into your life, but you didn't want them and that's okay. You know, but if you want more money or a better relationship or a better um, figure, I mean, a better body and stuff. I mean, you have to put those things out and hold yourself accountable for them. I so, so agree. This go, this becomes external. You know, the other thing I'd say about abundance, because people talk about the word abundance all the time. Abundance is an internal state as well. Abundance is how we feel about enoughness, 
and deservedness and having all that we think we truly deserve. It's not just about dollars and cents. Having a feeling of being abundant in the world is, is key to actually having it externally. So well said. That's exactly right. You have to feel like you're worth it, which is, you know, you have to feel like you're worth it. And one of my favorite times when I was, I would get phone calls a lot from the East Coast. Their authors or something were coming out, going to do a cookbook pilot. And Cindy and I, they would hire Cindy and I to style it and organize it, coordinate it. Fine. But when I would quote them my fee, I literally couple of times had people say well you feel good about yourself <laughs> oh, that, that's what they came, that's what came out of their mouth oh, that's hilarious. and I'd say <laughs> and I would laugh like mad because they'd say well that's even more than our stylist charges here in New York I said well she should probably raise your price no kidding but yeah I was, it's like, and I do feel good about myself. Thank you. Very much. I said to them, you know, yeah. actually I should charge more. I'm worth, I'm worth more than this, but the yeah. go, you know, it's hard. It's yeah, hard do you want to work with someone who doesn't feel good about herself? I mean, thank you. Really. <laughs> but I, it, it's a really, what you're saying just hits home with me. I want you, here's another question. Where are two places you can beautify your money in the real world? Ah, uh, the real world is supposed to online. That's yes, a, exactly. That's a fun one. So I would say, first and foremost, your wallet, your wallet. And I know that a lot of people will be hearing us, but I'm just for fun, since you and I can see each other, I'm going to hold up for people that are listening, <laughs> my beautiful wallet that a friend brought me back from Rome. So and I, I love this wallet because when I open it, it's organized. There's a place for my cards. There's a place for the you know I keep it some checks in there my it's just it's pretty it's organized it makes me feel abundant it makes me feel good when I pull it out of my wallet I'm not fighting to pull out the two dollar bills that are jammed in the bottom of it all wrinkled I mean there's a way to dishonor money right you know and I think that that nowadays you know I say to a lot of people right now we're in the wild west of money there are so many ways that money is flying around Around, right? Whether it's, you know, Zelle or PayPal or banking or checks or God forbid cash, <laughs> but how, how we, you know, how we organize it is within our control. And I want to bring beauty. I want to bring beauty to those, those touchstones, you know, where you keep your credit cards. Is it pretty? Is it, do you enjoy touching it? And I, and then I would add to that. The other, um, you know, obvious connection, Denise is Let's talk about your purse. Is it the black bag of empty <laughs> hell, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. It's like, you know, is it, is it organized? Is it lovely? Can you even get to your wallet? Because yeah. these are external manifestations of how we feel about abundance, how we project abundance, how we, how we put ourselves out there in the world. But more than anything, this is for me. I feel good about, you know, pulling out my wallet or my purse. Most people aren't staring at it or thinking a whole lot. Let's be honest. Right. But yes. for me, I, I don't want to be in clutter zone because when we are cluttered around our money, guess what? We lose it and it just doesn't stay around. It's, it's, if you want more money, you need to honor money. 
it's so clear to me when you say that for years, Michael, and I, and I always say this, my, and I probably said this the last time you and I talked, but luckily it was so long ago, I've forgotten. And I'm hoping you have too. <laughs> okay, let's hear it fresh. <laughs> you know, so it seems fresh and the audience, <laughs> but what my second husband, who now we've been married um, 30 years, what he gave me when I married him was, as I always say to him, the gift of bookkeeping. And here was the reason I'd I'd been working for four, you know, 20 something years, but I never balanced my checkbook. I I just I knew there was money in there. Do you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Now, this was abhorrent to my oldest sister who was a banker for a thousand years and an international banker. And sometimes she would say to me, I'm going to balance your checkbook. And she would do it like it was fun. And she would take <laughs> statements and then she'd figure, and you know what she'd say to me, I'm only like a dollar off. And I'd say, oh, let's drink, you know, like, who cares? and she'd say, no, I have to find that dollar. It drove me crazy that she cared so much. Now, <laughs> fast forward. By the way, she has tons of money. <laughs> Yeah, shocking. She shocking. has more money than anybody in the family. Yes. Okay. I'm so surprised. Because she found every dollar. No, yeah. I married Kenny and he said to me, all we have to do is get you a little Quicken program because I was running my business, which was doing several hundred thousand dollars yeah. worth of sales. And he'd say, we'll get you a Quicken program. Well, that worked for a little bit. And then the nicest thing he ever did was our very expensive, Expensive and wonderful accountant said, I have a woman that's a retired bookkeeper. She can do your books, Denise, once a month for like $75. And the minute I hired Mary and started writing her a check, I made, I kept, I retained twice as much money. Do you know what I mean? Because all of a sudden there was an accountability. I honored it. I didn't just treat it like, oh, there's always going to be plenty of money in the world. Do you know what I mean? Or I've always made a lot of money. The minute I hired Mary and actually knew how much money I had, then it freed me up to sell more services and make more money. I I, I get it. I've had so many clients say, oh my gosh, I I make more than I pay you, you know, because I'm a money coach, right? That's right. You know, I work with women all, all over the United States and it's an interesting thing because people go, wait, I'm I'm paying a money coach to figure out how to handle, you know, cash flow and emotions and yeah. practical and blah, blah, blah. How is it that I now have more money <laughs> when I'm spending money? Like at first they're like, I don't understand how it's possible. And, you know, and, and part of it is we just stop the leaks. I mean, yeah. that's, that's part of the initial piece. And, you know, again, if you've got, a, you know, the beautiful wallet, the beautiful purse, I, I think that that part of beautifying your money nowadays is also about how do you beautify it online digitally, right? Like you said, you've got, you know, yes. Quicken was, was there's so many different ways to look at online programs. And can I give two ideas of how to beautify Please. online? Please. So, you know, one is because some of this is going to sound so obvious to listeners, but I just have to say it. So I, I'm a huge proponent of what I call elegant simplicity, right? People have way too many accounts. And I probably talked about this when you and I um, talked last time. So and part of it's just clutter right? Yes. Just because you can open an account and get a new credit card for some fabulous toaster oven doesn't mean you should, you know? So people have way too many bloody accounts and that that's just, it's messy. It gets ugly. Um, but when you go online, what I love to see is like, believe it or not, tidy, 
simple interface. I love to have my, my checking account and my credit card at ideally one, if not two banks. And then I go into the online interface and I nickname my accounts in like really pretty easy to what you know, say ways I order the account so that visually, visually when I go into my online banking, it actually pleases my eye. It's super easy to see what's there. It's just, you know, it's Michael Ann's personal life. Okay. Well, that's yes. pretty obvious what that account is, you know, yes. Michael Ann's fabulous business. Well, that's pretty obvious what that account is, you know, I mean, yes. There, there's there's tools there that people just don't use. And so they they end up with all these accounts. They're not naming them. It's kind of a headache. They they dread logging in, but they don't stop and go, well, why? And you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that comes up for people around looking at money, but we want to make at least that initial foray easier. And and I would take it all the way to your spending plan. I'm a huge proponent of a spending plan. And I want it to be as beautiful and pretty and gorgeous as as the women that I work with what what if you could what when someone comes to you to hire you Michael Ann, is there kind of I mean could you give us just two or three things that you see as similarities in one of your clients I mean not to divulge who your clients are but are they in credit card debt are they um divorced have they started a new business? I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I would say um, I do have a lot of women. I, I specialize in working with women in midlife, but that's yeah. pretty darn broad, pretty darn yeah. broad. Um, a lot of women are coming in post-divorce. So they're just in a new chapter, right? Yes. They've never done their own money or just everything's different. You know, it's fresh start, but that's also kind of overwhelming. Um, I also have a lot of professional women coming in that are, you know, they're making in general over six figures, Denise, but okay. they are stressed and anxious around money. And the number one thing I hear is I don't feel in control of my finances and I want to, I want to feel empowered around my money. Yes. I want to make it count. Yes. I, you know, I often hear things like that. So I mean, a lot of people do deal with with credit card debt and it's like the secret shame that people think they're the only one. So it is pretty common, but they're also trying to figure out how do I build net worth and how do I make, you know, a lot of women are making more money than this is like the most money they've ever made. Right? Sure. Like, sure. In their, you know, in their mid fifties, like, oh my gosh, the, the, the version of me when I was 30 could never imagine that I would make, you know, X amount. And then there's almost like this freeze freak, like, oh my God, you know, what, what do I do? How do I, how do I make it count? How do I not get stressed? And how do I live my life so that I don't feel guilty and anxious every time I want to go on vacation? Yes. That's a big thing I hear. It's like, how do we, how do we build our lives so that we don't have this guilt around spending our money, but we feel in control and we honor where we're going to be in 20 years because that you know that's a piece that we need to look at too I say that Michael and I people I know you do workshops or you do speaking engagements see I I look at the young women because I'm old now do you know what I mean I'm no old and, you're not old oh I am <laughs> but it's okay I you know what I mean I'm not I don't feel bad I feel good but I look at young women 
that I know in food or in business or vendors or market, you know, PR things and stuff. And they're in their forties, early forties. They're just starting to make a little money. And I don't want to sound like their grandmothers, but this is when they need to talk to someone and start a program. Do you know what I mean? As simply as beautifying your money. So, and exactly what you just said, all of a sudden they actually finally get that job or that promotion that gives them good money. Well, after you've bought that first Prada bag or first Louis Vuitton bag or, you know, diamond bracelet, you got to figure out how you're, if you're, especially if you're single, how are you going to support yourself 30 years from then? Well, you're so right on. And I think that the, the fear that I see is if I do that, if I look at the future and figure out, you know, what do I need to say for retirement? You know, that big question. Yes. Um, people are afraid there won't be enough for the present. People are afraid that they will be deprived. And so that's, that's one of the number one fears. Years. It's like, well, there can't possibly be enough to take care of the Denise in 20 years and the Denise now. Yes, right. So, right. and I think it, one of the ways I think about it is past, present, future. You know, a lot of the talk about money is about either the past or the future. The past is pay off debt, pay off debt. And the future is save for retirement. Yes. They're both important. But the problem, Denise, is we don't live in the past or the future. We live right here in the present. And so we have to find a way to be with money that we enjoy our money now in balance while we're also taking care of the woman that we're going to be in 20 years. Because who is taking care of her? Yes. Right. We have to take care of her. So, but it's not just about that, right? So I, I it's just like I go on and on about this, but it's one of the reasons why I hate the word budget, because it sounds like a big fat money diet. Yes, you're right. You're and right. People just like, Bleh, you know, so if we can bring beauty into the spending plan process and go, you know what, this is your awesome life. How do we make this spending plan beautiful and look like you in the life that you want to have now? And of course, we want to look at honoring the future. And maybe we need to also deal with the past, right? Maybe we need to pay off some debt and that's okay. But yeah. if we really look at making sure that you love the life that you're living now and that you're creating now and using money to create this beautiful life, that feels so different. Okay. You just said it in a perfect sentence. Love the life you're living right now. Oh, I get that. And it's not, and it does take some, it takes, you have to work at it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, like anything, I don't mean work like work like a dog. I mean, you have to change your mindset. You have to appreciate it. And you're, I love your word, beautify it. Do you know what I mean? That's just an amazing. It, it draws you, you know, yes. when, I, when I'm working with clients and we're in that phase of the work where we're looking at creating that, that monthly spending plan. And here's right. another way to beautify your money. I just, I got to share this because I just love Please. this. I want you to have like a, a weekly money date with yourself. And so once a week, my clients know that I want them to look at downloading their spending and really looking at what is their plan for the month. And of course, I teach them how to do all of that. But the, the, the thing I want to highlight is I want you to beautify that money date. You know, I've got clients where they light a candle when they're looking at their money. They play this beautiful music. I've got a client that always drinks her favorite glass of wine when she looks at her money. 
right? It's like bringing this beautiful, lightness, gorgeous place. You don't want to work on your money in the back bedroom of your house with the heat turned off right. and the blinds down, right? You know, who wants to go into that bedroom and look at your money? I don't. So like we want lightness, we want air, we want beauty, we want the perfect cup of tea, right? There's, you know, um, I've got a colleague that always talks about, she never works on money without eating chocolate, okay. right? <laughs> you know, Barry Tesler, she's just so fun, right? So it's like, how do we beautify all these aspects? I think that's phenomenal. I think that's a phenomenal statement. Now. I need to, I'm going to read something that you wrote because it ties into everything we've been saying, but this is really important. You wrote this and sent it to me. Oh, good. I hope it's good. <laughs> oh no, it's so good. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> Beauty makes me feel like I am really living and savoring my life. So why would this be less true in my money and financial life? I want my financial life to be beautiful as well. I want to bring beauty to my money. Otherwise, it is a place of clutter and disorder and conveys an internal message that I don't care or honor my money. So really, since I haven't made it a nice home, why would it stick around? And you said that earlier, and it's true. It's so mm -hmm. true. You know, it's really, it's about, I think that can be money, relationships, your health. I mean, all those things are affected. I remember years ago after a bad breakup and I'm crying and pouring out my soul to my therapist at the time. And she said to me, what do you mean? You, you helped the guy pack his bags. And at the moment, I remember thinking, ooh, because I realized she was telling me the truth. And it totally offended me because she was telling me the truth. Without beauty, my money life feels like the back kitchen drawer I resist opening or the closet we have crammed full of stuff. So we stay away. Yeah. I, yeah, I, you're, I wrote that. It's so true. You know, I, that's, it's funny because I have people that say different versions when they, when they call me up of yeah. like, I feel like my money life is, is the dark closet of my bedroom. Yes. I don't want to open it up. It's a mess in there. I'm going to have to sort it. I can't even bear, I can barely close the door because it's so stuffed full of crap, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and which we all get, we all have that closet or kitchen drawer, you know, whatever it is. So bringing money is so bringing beauty to money is so, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Um, so can I, can I share a, a different story of like beauty and spirituality, please? So, you know, I, I meditate and I, I practice a lot of um, Eastern forms of meditation. And so in the yoga tradition, there are all these wonderful gods and goddesses. And one that many of your listeners may be aware of is the goddess Lakshmi. Okay. Lakshmi is the goddess of abundance. The goddess of abundance in the East Indian tradition. And she's a very powerful goddess and, and you know, thousands and thousands of years old. And there's a lot of stories about Lakshmi, this goddess of abundance. And people have prayed to her for, you know, prosperity for, like I said, thousands of years. But in a lot of her stories, the stories are about 
she's also the goddess of beauty, Mm. beauty and prosperity. And she won't visit people with prosperity if their homes are dirty Mm. and untidy and cluttered. And so, you know, there's a story where she tries to gift money to this beautiful, very, very spiritual couple that really, really needs some financial resources. And so she goes to visit them, this goddess in the story, she can't find a clean place in their home to leave her gift. And she is looking and looking and looking. And she finally finds one clean corner of the stove where she can leave her gift to them. And, and, you know, it's like, thank goodness they had the one clean corner of the stove or they would have been left without the gift. And I, I always think of that story of like beauty and money and honoring money by having a beautiful place for it to set down and, and be of a huge help and resource in our lives. I love that story. I love that story. Yeah, it's so fun to, to read about all these you know east indian stories and i just i've always i wrote a whole ebook on the goddess lakshmi and prosperity and abundance because i was so captivated by this notion of you know what we're talking about beauty and money and abundance and and the positive thing and making room for it mm-hmm. you know and making room for it making decluttering your life whether for whatever problem you have but making room for it it's making room important. for it Mm-hmm. People can't see you. I can see you. You have an absolutely beautiful gold coin around your neck. What is that? This is, uh, it's an image of a Swiss coin that was minted the year my mother was born. Okay. Now, I absolutely love it. And here's the reason. I have a Swiss coin that my mother bought me from Europe oh, years wow. ago. And I put it in a bezel. And I, it's not, your bezel's gorgeous. And I, but I have a beautiful chain. And when I wear it, I always feel rich. Do you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. not money. I feel so rich in every way. It's like, it it makes me think of my mother. It makes me think of travel. It makes me think of gold. Well, so years ago, Cindy and I get off one of the crew. We were teaching or we were working a cruise ship. We were styling all their menus and we got to Greece and we got into this I think we were in Santorini. I'm not sure. But the only thing that was open when we first landed was this gorgeous jewelry store. And I looked down in the case and they had a Greek coin. And I thought, you know, it's always been my goal that I get four or five of them and make a charm bracelet. Do you know what I mean? And so I have three now, but I haven't gotten. But I bought the coin. It was not an outrageous amount of money. It's very beautiful. It was it was before gold has become this ridiculous thing but as I walked out this is typical of me I said to Cindy I really didn't need this coin but I absolutely love it so I and then she turned to me and it was the dearest thing she said but you made those two jewelers so happy (laughs) and you know what I thought to myself because here they're in this touristy town where all these people get off and never buy anything you know they just Mm -hmm. look and they gave us a cup of gorgeous, of course, you know, Greek coffee. And I have it and I wear it sometimes. And it gives me it gives me such a happy memory that it's, it was a beautiful day. And then Cindy and I climbed to the top of Santorini and we watched the harbor and had wine in this pretty little cafe. Oh. And it was just one of those 
I don't buy, I don't, you know, one of the things that happens, um, Michael, and I'm sure you see this, I don't shop like I used to. Now, there's several reasons for it. I had the big purge a few years ago when I retired. So now when I buy, I do a lot of window shopping, which I find to be incredibly fun. Do you know what I mean? But I don't shop like I used to. And I think it's so interesting that when you finally have more money than you ever thought you were going to have, then you don't have the same desire to shop. It's funny. I've had a lot of clients report that over the years, that the the clearer they get about money and the better they feel and the more in control of money, the less they feel driven to spend. It's like, yeah, I could have that if I wanted. I could. I could. It's it's very apparent to me. And it is because I resolved the issues that I, I just felt driven to make money. You know, I had payroll and stuff like that, but also I was proving to myself that I could make a lot, make good money. Do you know what I mean? I was proving to myself. Well, and you know, the, I was thinking about your story, you know, money is made to circulate. Oh, absolutely. Money is not made to be kept and held in a tight closed fist or stick forever in our wallet. It's made to, you know, like you gave it to them and they used it to pay their, their staff and then their staff probably use it to buy groceries. Uh, you know, we, we circulate money. It's like when we create jobs, yes. money is supposed to be nourishing and sustaining. It's designed to circulate. So well said. So well said. Now people may not know this about you. I hope you won't mind. You are a tango. You <laughs> are a tango aficionado, aren't you? Did- oh yeah. And I am competing in the national tango championship competition or whatever you want to call it um in six weeks it's coming up so i'm spending a lot of time in the dance studio that is fantastic and when did you decide that this was a passion how did you get into the tango the tango i uh empty nested and went all right it's time for a new hobby so i didn't actually start dancing until like my mid late 40s um, and you know, it's really funny, Denise, at the time I was debating between golf and Argentine tango. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know hardly anything about either. Other than I needed an intense hobby to get me out of the house, you know, um, obviously I picked tango and the rest is history, but yeah, it's huge. I'm, you know, I'm probably out dancing or in the studio or working on it 15 plus hours a week. I mean, that I'll, is I'll- fantastic though. That is to find a passion like that, that you enjoy is just absolutely fantastic. It's so true. And, you know, I, it's funny. I've, I, it, it, of course, you know, everything comes back to money when you're talking to a money coach, but, but having such an intense hobby really gives me a reason to want to be in control and in charge of my money because it's like part of my current present life. Yes. And, you know, it's kind of an expensive hobby when you're traveling and buying shoes. Sure. So it <laughs> makes me... It, I just came back from a tango festival where I bought some tango shoes. And let me tell you, um, but it makes me enjoy working on planning my my money because it's not all about the future. And the no, that's right. It's about enjoying my life right now. I think that is phenomenal. And I have to tell you, I, I also think that when you sent like me an email, you said, I'm so sorry I was out of town. <laughs> I was at a tango festival. I think to myself, <laughs> You go, girl. I mean, does it get any better than that? You could have said, it really oh, doesn't sorry. get any better. Uh, I'm spending the weekend with Brad Pitt, or I'm at a tango. 
like, no apologies. Fabulous. Now, you have to come back and talk to us again. I'm a member of this group now that a friend put me in uh, on Facebook. Everybody is like late 60s or early 70s. And they're always saying things like, well, I have enough money, but I, you know, I saved all my life or my son could, you know, I was thinking of helping my son put an addition on his house. The next paragraph is the regrets of the things they haven't done. And I'm all, I'm always the voice that says, "Ah, your kid will get that extension on his house. You should take that trip and make it a Make it a trip of a lifetime if you're not the kind that's travel. So you booked that world cruise for, I don't care if it costs $80,000, you know what I mean? On the best cruise line and just be a princess for those eight and see the world. But at nighttime, someone else is doing the dishes. But I'm always the one that says, what do you mean? This is your life. Don't miss it. I, I think to have, I don't have a lot of regrets, my plan. I'm grateful. I don't have a lot of regrets. And I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want anybody to have regrets. And yeah. you know, this is why I get so passionate about money is I want people to live the life that they want and desire, not have money be a block of why they can't exactly do their dreams, right? It's a, a sacred tool. That's exactly right. And also it's so much up here. You can't, if you think I don't have enough money, you're never going to have enough money. And until you decide and take some tools to look at it, you're always going to think that. Well, madam, I'm going to ask you back sometime soon when we can catch you between the tango competition. Between tango (laughs) and the festivals. It sounds too fabulous. So um, I would love to tell listeners how to find me. So Denise, I work with women who are rocking it in midlife and money is the part that is driving them crazy or stressing them. So if that lands at all for your listeners, what I would encourage them to do is book a free discovery call so they can grab it on my site, seattlemoneycoach.com, seattlemoneycoach.com. My clients are all over the country, Denise. Um, And I talk to people for 20 minutes to help them figure out what's the number one thing that's keeping you from feeling in control of your money. And there are totally lots of other freebies on my website for people to enjoy and download. Um, But I would encourage you to uh, grab a discovery call. Thank you. That is such good information. Thank you so much. All right. If you want to reach Cindy and I, if you have any questions for us, you reach us at womenbeyond at icloud.com. I want to thank Michael Ann again. You're just a fountain of inspiration to me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's so fun to be on your podcast. It's such a great podcast for people. I love it. Thank you so much. And thanks, Cindy, who keeps the train on the tracks. And I'm not kidding about that. So thank you, both of you. And again, Women Beyond a Certain Age. Bye-bye.